Hi everyone and thank you so much for tuning into Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it. And together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. Hello, hello everybody. Today we are hearing from Megan, who is a bereaved mother with six children, five who are still here. Megan shares what it was like for her to experience the death of a child, living with PTSD and how she has moved forward to a place where she carries her grief rather than suffers with it. Megan is an incredible woman and I can't wait for you to all hear her story. So I'm going to stop talking and let us get on with it. Hi Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I am doing very good and I thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. No, thank you so much for coming on. Um, So I myself actually don't know a whole lot about you um, and it would be great for anybody who is listening to just have a bit of a background as to who you are and what you do so would you be able to just give like a quick run through of um, how you came to be where you are today yeah I mean <laughs> a quick it, I always say the same thing but it's like everybody is so we have so many layers to our story right um, I'm Megan I am a grief coach and a grieving mom I, my daughter Aria died a little over four years ago, suddenly, so I also was thrown into grief and loss in the whole grief world. I'd never had anybody like that felt really, you know, painful or a painful loss to me before that. So that was very, my first experience with deep grief. And I think like anyone knows who has experienced grief, it's quite the ride, it's a roller coaster of emotions it's something you didn't ask for it's not anything you want to be on and um it's just been a big journey i guess to where i am today where now i support grieving moms um and i don't know if you want me to say a little bit about myself but i am married to my husband of almost 10 years and we have six children so yeah and i live in minnesota and we're building a school bus out to be like a motorhome that we'll travel in that is so cool. That is really cool. Yeah, it, it is. And I think like Aria, my daughter, is the reason why. Because when she died, we learned that like we don't have, we don't know when our time is going to come. And so we really wanted to like, what are our dreams? What do we want to do? How can we connect with our kids? How can we connect as a family? And so I feel like her death brought out so much of like, how can we enjoy every day because we know that it could be my last day it could be my husband's last day it could be my any of my other children's last day so how do we um really cherish this time that we do have together and how lovely that you're able to do something like that now and that's something that when you're you know you're living in that in that bus and you're driving around and that's a way of remembering her as well really nice yeah, it really, it really is because of her. And so, I mean, she, she's always with us for sure. We talk about her a lot and she's very much will be a part of the bus, the whole part of the bus experience. Definitely. So I've actually got quite a few questions for you really. So we just, we'll, we'll get into them. Um, firstly, 
what what was your expectation of grief prior to experiencing it like did you have any understanding of it or kind of like ideas of what it would feel like I I did not know anything about grief I actually have had two um, people that I knew uh, not too long before my daughter died that they lost their children, their child, two different people. And so I had an experience that was very recent to me to knowing what I was like watching someone else go through grief. And I, I'm like, for me, it allows me to have more compassion for other people who don't understand grief because I'm like, I did not know anything. I didn't know how to support them. I didn't understand the depth. I didn't understand how it takes, like it covers every single part of you, your mind all the time. They're never far from you. Like I was so, I didn't know anything. And it to all sit and be thrown into it, it's like, it's way deeper than I ever thought it would be it's way more overwhelming. I didn't know you could feel such a depth of emotion. I didn't know you could feel so many emotions. I didn't know it was so exhausting. Like I, there were so many things. I didn't know that my mind would like, I can't even think I can't do anything like the grief brain, you know, that they say mm-hmm. like I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about yeah. grief. Yeah. And I mean, how did that loss impact you you know you said you've got six six other kids so how how did that impact your daily life how did it impact you as a mother as well and as a wife and just you as yourself yeah it I mean it changed our whole world actually my so we only had two three kids she was our third child um when she died and I was due with our fourth in a month so our fourth baby was born four weeks after she died and just thinking about that time is like it was really hard on our family it was really tough um i definitely was grieving and i also had trauma my daughter died in the night and i found her in the morning and um then having a newborn baby was just like it felt like that trauma was just compounded because I'm, you know, checking on her because she died in her sleep. And so then I'm also going to have a newborn who's by me 24 seven and I, and I didn't want her to die. So I was watching her, you know, in my mind, I, I did develop or I got PTSD. Um, so living in that state of trauma where I couldn't relax, I couldn't, I was like watching and everyone around me, like, okay, how am I going to keep these children alive? How am I going to keep, you know, all these people alive, my husband, everybody in my life that I love, I don't want them to die either. And I think that's actually a very normal thing with grief, not just trauma, but my trauma so much was like so much about like their sleep and um, trying to have them have safe sleep. And how do I, you know, check on them all the time so that they don't die in their sleep. And like, like something that is so natural and normal and a part of life became something that was so traumatic and so stressful to me that I couldn't even relax. I remember sitting in my living room and my kids would be sleeping downstairs and my husband was gone. And I remember thinking, 
this used to be like a peaceful evening for me that I'd be sitting at home and just, you know, the house is quiet and I just by myself, but it was horrible. I was like an anxiety ridden. I couldn't sit there. I had to go check on them like every 10 minutes, make sure they're all okay. And every single time I went to go check on them, my heart is pounding and I was certain that they had died already. And it was just awful. But so it, it all changed me. And it, I think grief changed me in a way that I'm never going to go back to who I was. I won't go, I'm not that same person. Um, I don't think you can exp experience loss without being changed because you, you can't go through it. What the, you know, going through the grief experience changes who you are. It kind of takes away the um, naiveness or na naivety, whatever that I yeah. had with life that, that just happens to other people that, you know, that doesn't happen or all these things, you know, now these are very, very real. These are a part of my life and I walk with grief every day. So yeah, I mean, I've changed so much in so many ways and for me now, it doesn't feel like it's a bad thing. I've learned to love who I am today. And I feel like grief has given me um, a broader picture, a broader spect spectrum of emotions. Yep. Because I have felt such deep pain, I can also feel such great joy. And I can have such gratitude in my life because I know what's possible. And I know that deep pain and I can have more compassion for others. So, yeah, I mean, I've changed in so many respects, but who I am today, I actually wouldn't want to go back to who I was because like I said, I didn't understand grief and I didn't know how to have that compassion for people. Mm -hmm. I didn't I, like, I, I was so scared of saying the wrong thing. I was so scared of doing the wrong thing that I didn't know what to do. I'm not saying I know what to do now. I mean, no matter what grief is just a, a sad, heavy experience. But I think I just have so much more compassion for that. I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, completely. It, 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 it gives you a whole new perspective and those small things that maybe you took for granted before you see them in a whole different light. And whilst none of us, it sucks that we have to have grief to be able to see that. But as you say, it's, I think from speaking to so many people, it's, something that people are grateful that they've they've come across in their life in terms of they, they can now see the, the beauty they can appreciate those small things and have that gratitude whereas before they maybe didn't it just sucks that we have to experience the things that we do to get there yeah I know I've thought that many times like I wish I could have not gone through this and still gotten to where I am today <laughs> you know like Obviously, I would take my daughter back in a heartbeat. I would, you know, not want to have gone through this in a heartbeat. But since I have to, since it happened, I'm so grateful that I have learned these things. And do you mind me asking for um, your daughter's siblings that, that were there and around at the time, how did you explain it to them? Because I know from speaking to my dad, you know, I was a lot older. I was 15 when my mom died, but speaking to my dad, even that for him was very difficult, that communication and explaining things. It, you know, it's something that you never expect to have to explain to your child. How did you manage that? Yeah, we did 
do therapy for them, um, play therapy. So they did that. And um, I think that for me, it was really just allowing space for them to talk, allowing space to communicate that. And really just like she died. A lot of people will say like, I mean, she did go to sleep and she did die, but a lot of people will say, you know, like, oh, they just went to sleep or they're like, try to make it like not scary for kids. But then also they're like, well, I don't want to go to sleep because I'm going to die. Or yeah. like, you know, if, if like, um, I just think there's so many things that we want to be mindful of what we say to them because it can become scary for them. But really, we just talked about that she died. We don't like we don't know why, but it was just her time for us. We believe it was her time to go, and there's nothing we could do about it. Um, and just really having that space and that conversation about emotions and all these you know things to have that space for them to say they miss her, to talk about her, to talk about what happened. They were pretty little when she died, but they, I mean, my oldest for sure remembered a lot more than I thought he did. But I would say going to play therapy was amazing and really helpful and useful. But yeah, I think having those conversations, little kids, everyone says they're so resilient and, and they are in some ways, And I, but I think we can support them, of course. Like, but they are resilient, but it is so hard to, mm. you know, as the mom to watch them. Okay. So they would play out her death and with their friends. And it's hard to sit there and watch them playing dead on the ground. But I knew that that was something they needed to do, that they needed to play it out because kids learn or process what's going on through playing so for them this is what happened in their life and so they're playing it out and I felt like oh, I need to stop this but I'm yeah. like no I know they need to process this and it's okay you know but then the way they talk it's always like oh yeah my sister died they go tell her people you know or oh, Aria's gone she's dead or whatever and it's just like other people <laughs> don't know how to respond to that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so yeah it, it is interesting I mean, and we now, even my children that didn't know her have their different ways of grieving. They never met her. I have three kids that have never met her and they still talk about her and they, especially my daughter who doesn't have a sister now, she talks about her all the time and she has had her own ways of grieving, even though she's still so little. It's that what you were saying about, you know, that your kids would just come out with it and say, my sister died. You know, they're, they're the kind of conversations that as we grow up, we we start to feel uncomfortable around. And actually, it's it's just the truth. You know, they don't they don't try and hide the truth. They don't try and butter it up to make it sound something, you know, nicer or less scary than it is. They just say it as it is. And I think that we can actually learn a lot from that and from them. I totally agree. I think it's just really uncomfortable as adults because we don't know how to talk like that. We don't know how to, to like say the truth and to like, as a society, we don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. And so it, you know, as, as me, as a gravy mom, it's like, 
okay, well now I got to try to sugarcoat this. Not that I have to, but you just kind of feel like, you know, you don't always want to say that to everybody, but kids, kids, I agree. We can learn a lot from kids. Um, so you said that when your daughter died, you were pretty much about to give birth. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. how was that in terms of people's responses to you? Um, did people kind of, you know, from speaking to people from, from um, family experiences, did people ever say things like, you know, you're so blessed that you've now got a new, uh, like a, another baby here? Or like, was there anything that was ever said that you just would like to communicate and say that maybe they're not the most helpful things to say? Or I think... I was really blessed to have a lot of people around me who were very supportive. So I didn't get a lot of those kind of comments. Um, I had more like, how do you say goodbye to one child and hello to another child in four weeks? Like that was really hard. It's hard to wrap your mind around saying goodbye to one and hi to another, especially two girls. Um, But there is a lot of, I know the phrases that you're talking about, a lot of people think um like there's a term rainbow baby that some people like some people don't I personally like it because there's a quote that I like that goes with it that talks about that even though there's a rainbow after a storm it doesn't mean that the storm like the grief and the loss of them is gone it's still there but now you have a rainbow too and that rainbow shines some light in the darkness and I really like it. And I think a lot of people think that having a baby after you lose a child or a baby is going to replace the pain and take away the pain. And what I think is really important to acknowledge is, no, now you just have another baby to love, but you still have the grief. And if you think of grief is a love that has no place to go for that child, you're always going to love that child. It didn't disappear when they died. It actually got stronger. And so you can have the love for the new baby and the love and the grief for the baby that has died. And there's no replacing. You just, you don't replace it. And people seem to have this vision that it's going to like make your grief go away. It's going to make everything better. It's going to make you better because everyone in your life wants you to be better. They want you to be who you were before, which is actually not going to happen you're a different person, you're changed, you now have a dead baby or dead child and a living baby and child. And you have to learn how to walk with both of those and hold both truths. We don't just try to erase one. They're both real. Oh, wow. Um, So moving through this grief yourself, what made you decide to then become a coach and help others? It's been a kind of a journey, (laughs) but I do remember sitting in my own therapy and thinking like, I want to help people. When I learn how to live with this, that was something I wanted, but I knew I didn't want to go to school to be a therapist. And then I've just found my way into this and really learning all the things that I've learned to get myself where I am today. 
all the tools I learned in therapy, all the tools I've learned from my own coaches that I've hired, different types of like energy work that I've done, um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, so many different things that I have put in my own tool belt to get me to a place where I feel like not only am I not suffering in grief, I am, I'm living with grief and thriving with grief. I live with grief every day. It's still here. I didn't get rid of grief. It's not gone. But I have a beautiful life. I love my life. I'm excited about my future. And I still have grief. And because I've learned to get where I am and I know what's possible, I want to help others get there too. I want to be their guide and know that grief is normal. Grief is a normal reaction to loss and it's totally okay. But then how can we add these tools to support it, to support you on your journey? And it has been so amazing to be a guide to these moms and to watch them be able to grieve and allow themselves to grieve because so often we fight it. We're like, no, I don't want to feel anger because that feels really bad. I don't want to feel that or, you know, feeling really stuck in a different emotion or fighting another emotion or not wanting to feel joy because all of a sudden when you feel joy, all of a sudden you feel guilty because you shouldn't feel joy. Like it feels like it's like this tangle of emotions and thoughts that you don't know how to untangle. And so I help them untangle them and just really get present with what's going on. And I don't know, it's just, it's been really great. Yeah. Do you think that it's helped you with your own grief, helping others? Um, I feel like it's a way that I can talk about Aria, my daughter, but I also feel like the way that I want to, in a way, because I feel like what I teach and what I do and what I guide with my moms, when I'm teaching others, I want to show up that way for myself in my own life. So I can't care for others if I'm not caring for myself. So I feel like it, it's almost an extra layer of like, okay, you need to care for yourself and your own emotions and what's going on with you. Because I can't tell someone else, okay, you should do this or here, how about this? And then I'm like, not doing it myself, yeah. you know? So I really have to use these tools that I teach as well, because I want to keep myself not saying I'm perfect, not saying, you know, I, I don't fight my own emotions too, but I use the tools every day myself. And so in that sense, yeah, but I, I feel like I've just really gotten to a place where I know my grief so deeply. Like I know it's there and when it comes, I don't fight it. I'm like, oh, hey, it's grief again. Yeah. Come, come here, come sit by me. Let's have a little chat. And then I know it's going to go away. I, you know, like in the beginning, it felt like it was never going to go away. It was going to sit there forever and there's just this cloud over my head and now I know it comes and goes and when it comes I don't say it shouldn't be there and when it goes I'm like okay I know you'll be back but I'm sure gonna enjoy this time where I have life and laughter and lighter emotions in my life but then I know grief is gonna come again yeah yeah Oh, <laughs> gives me goosebumps. Um, what has been your biggest lesson? Or, you know, there doesn't have to just be one. There can be a couple if there's a couple. But what has been your biggest lesson that you've taken or learned from your grief and loss? Um, one of the biggest ones, I guess, would be how important it is to feel my emotions. 
and allow myself to be honest with myself and get like that life doesn't have to be 100% happy all the time that it's okay to feel these other emotions because I really I really fought them before I actually thought of myself before she died as emotionally fragile like I couldn't handle any emotions and when she died I mean all of that foundation of anything shattered and then I had to rebuild it so I felt like I feel not that I necessarily want to have tougher emotions or that I want to like face something hard in my life but now I know that it's just emotions and I can feel them they're not going to kill me the emotions aren't going to do anything to me they're just like energy in my body that I just have to allow out and that there's a bottom to that hole of grief so that has been something that has been beautiful for me to to know because yeah like I was saying before in the more pain that you feel and allow yourself to feel you also allow that much joy so I also feel like I've known so much more joy and then the other thing I would say is I just have this like like doing our bus it just we don't know when our time comes and I feel like that's so deep in me that let's like my relationship with my husband and my family and my kids and like my friends and my, like my relationships are one of the most important thing, like being with them and my faith and be just like, what is important mm. when I look at my life and I'm like, okay, what's important for me? And just really like, not, I really want to live that way. Not just say I want to live that way, but live that way. And so I feel like grief has taught me that is that I don't think I was necessarily living that way before. And so now I, I try not saying I always do, but it feels like I keep coming back again and again to like, what's important to me, what matters. Yeah. And that's it. You know, that's a gift that that person who we've lost has given to us that can never be taken away. You know, it's something that's with us forever then. Um, so a bit of a two-parter question Um, if you could give one piece of advice to a person who is currently grieving the loss of a child what would that be and if you could give advice to a person who is trying to support the griever what would that be so to a mom or dad that is grieving a child or a baby I would say that you are experiencing the hardest thing you'll ever go through. And and I'm sorry. And I just want to encourage you that to give yourself space for your pain, give yourself space for the grief. Like really, this is a time to be so-called selfish and take care of yourself, take care of your grief, allow the emotions. This is, your grief is really a way that you can love your child and care for them, even though they're not here. Um, It really, nothing really matters right now. And I know sometimes it feels like nothing matters at all, but to just care for yourself, 
and care for your grief and allow space for that. And know that you will never forget your child. You'll never move on for them, from them, but you can have grief and joy in one. Like it feels like they're like you can only have one or the other, but they can live together. Grief and joy can live together. And to someone who is supporting someone who is grieving, I would say that don't expect your friend or whoever it is to be the same person that they were. They're a different person. And really listen to them as how you can be helpful to them. Not necessarily like questioning them and peppering them with questions because a lot of times they don't even know what they need or want. Mm. but be there in ways that like being there in silence, just showing up and being physically present is huge for a lot of people. But the thing is with grief is that um, we all react and respond so differently. We all need different things. So I think it's just important to communicate with them or be like help in the ways that you can say it was like you wanted to you know, bring food over. And you can say, hey, I'm going to bring whatever it is, a dish to your house tomorrow at five. I'm going to drop it off on your porch. If you don't want it, just leave it there. And I'll, you know, I'll stop by tomorrow and I'll pick it up. You can leave it on the porch, whatever it is. So they don't have to feel like they have to take it. And you are offering what you can give. Because I think it's important for you to give what you can and not to try force that on them where they feel like they have to. And all of a sudden that's a burden on them trying to take all the help that they don't want. Um, And then the last thing I would say is don't try to fix it. Don't try to fix the pain. Don't try to say things, anything that starts with at least just zip your mouth (laughs) because (laughs) you cannot fix the absolute horrible pain that their child or baby is dead. That's, it's very real. There's nothing that can change that. So don't try, don't try to fix it. Like when you try to fix it, you're invalidating the pain. So just be there for them, love them, show up for them. And sometimes they might need space, give them the space they need, but just let them know that you care and you love them and you want to help them. And you know, you can say, like my friends said to me, we don't know how to help you. We haven't done this before. So please help us help you. Yeah. Like communicate with us basically. So just try to have good communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know what to say. Or I don't know what to do Yeah. because totally. we don't expect you to have, have any answers or know what to do because we don't know ourselves. So yeah, yeah it's, it's just, the presence of somebody being there or as you say dropping that food off or whatever it may be that you can offer mm-hmm. just don't be afraid to offer it like yeah I think that's the thing is everyone's scared to like is it the right thing or you know is this going to make them mad would this be helpful um but it's just like the worst thing you can do in my opinion is disappear and be yeah. silent and not reach out Because not only has your friend or family member experiencing the most pain they've ever felt, but now they feel that pain of you kind of disappearing. And it's better to reach out and do something wrong than to not reach out and say nothing. 
So yeah, that, that's my own opinion. <laughs> that's what I think. I but, would agree. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of other people who are listening would agree too. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for that. So how can, if there's anybody listening here and they're, you know, they're thinking they would really love to just have a chat with you or maybe work with you, how can people connect with you? Yeah, I have a free Facebook group. It's um, Gravy Moms Community on Facebook. Um, I also have a few different programs and coaching that I'm kind of figuring out how I want to do it, but something called Gravy Moms Haven. So that's like a membership where there's a lot of like meditations and audios and visualizations that I do with my coaching clients that they can use at any time, plus like monthly coaching calls in there. But you can reach out to me. So either in the Facebook group, it's specifically for grieving mothers. Um, or if you want to message me at hello at meganhillica.com. So I'm not really lots of places right now just because I'm trying to focus on a few. That's fine. Sometimes it's the best way. So I'll pop all of those details in the show notes so that people can can reach out to you and contact you um, if they would like to. Um, yeah. But before we say goodbye, have you got any last words of wisdom or anything that you just want to share with people? Um, quick before I say that, I forgot that I do have a podcast. Oh, <laughs> I why did you forgot? I, I know I have a podcast, but I was like trying to remember, okay, what are the places? But I have a podcast called Grieving Moms Podcast too. So that's another place. Um, I think the thing I would say is like, this is not something you have to do alone. And I think so often we feel like we need to be strong and we need to be strong for others. And we need to like, I should be further along than I am. What's wrong with me? How come this has not, you know, knocked me out? Why is this affecting me so much? And I'm like, you know what, no matter what your grief's from, it is the most pain you've ever felt in your life. And there's nothing wrong with grief. I, like we kind of just expect grief to like, like it's something that should just go away or something, but it's really something we need to learn to live with. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you need support or guidance or help either from me or from someone else to get help, like you do not need to do this alone. I, we so often feel like, like I said, we need to be strong. We need to like, if we get help, we're weaker. There's something wrong with us. Like, no, a lot of times we don't, I didn't have the tools I needed to get through. I had to get help. So when you reach to somebody who has been through this kind of stuff and who has tools that they can give to you, it makes it so much easier. It doesn't take away what you have to go through, but when they can offer tools to you and be a support and even like going to support groups or places like my Facebook group where there's people in there who know what you're going through being around people who understand is so helpful. So in whatever way you get help, whether it's in a Facebook group or support group or from a therapist or from me as a coach, find your support and build your support group around you because you don't need to do it alone. Community is so important and having that ability to speak freely without fear of judgment, misunderstanding. And it's like, when you have a community it's like they give you a map 
so you're no longer just stumbling around in the dark trying to find your way you know they're not going to be able to get you to the destination you want to be at but they can at least help give you various different routes that you could try and see if you can get there um so it's so, yeah it's so important um so thank you yeah for I love that map that's a good good description because yeah I think so often we feel like like something's wrong with us or you know I'm going crazy or I'm stuck and then like other people can say like hey that's actually normal I I feel that way too and you're like what I'm yeah. not going crazy this is weird I thought I was going crazy so like yeah I just think it's so important yeah definitely well thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing your story and just giving so much insight and I think also just giving tangible things that people can actually take away and use and follow to help them in their own journey so thank you so much for coming on um, it was lovely to share the conversation with you yeah, thank you. I so appreciate it. I I always feel weird when I say I'm excited to talk about grief and it was so fun, but it is like <laughs> such a topic that I don't know, it's so important to talk about and I'm so happy to talk with people who understand and want to talk about it. So thank you and thank you for doing the work you do in providing more understanding about grief. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I invite you to also come and be a part of the community by connecting with us on Instagram at Grow With Grief. Before we go, I want to take the time to thank you. Thank you for tuning in and being part of a community that opens conversation, raises awareness and brings individual perspectives and stories to the forefront of a topic that is often avoided and treated as uncomfortable. The conversations that we have may sometimes bring your own emotions, memories and triggers to the surface and I want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. If you or anyone you care for is in need of support, please reach out to your local support line or if you are in Australia, you can contact Griefline by phone on 1300 845 745 who are available from midday to 3am every day.